Welcome to the Solo Venture Podcast, wherever you're listening to or watching this. If you could do us a huge favor and hit that subscribe or follow button, we'll work tirelessly to make the show better and expand production as we want to share the best info and best experiences to inspire your journey to solopreneurship. That is the only favor we'll ever ask of you. Thanks for your time. Now back to the show. I think it's like 24 degrees here Celsius, so it's I got my long sleeve on, but it's really nice, man. It is. It's so fucking beautiful, man. I was sitting at the cafe down the street. And your your place? Did you actually book that place? Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, nice, it's, nice. Uh, it's a bit. Yeah, it's like cool. a little bit expensive, but I'm like, ah, I could have either got like a place for like five hundred quid that was yeah. um, either on my own or just like sharing with some locals, which isn't like bad. I'm not saying that's bad, but the place I've got is a co living space with other people also trying to do the same thing. And I'm just like, when I say same thing for people watching other people trying to build their own businesses and travel. And for me right now, that's just perfect. Like where I live now in the UK, no one's doing it. Like I'm not in that, uh, that kind of a community. So I was like, do you know what? I'll spend a little bit more. Um, and that is a bit of advice for people. Like if you're looking at two options or one's like marginally more expensive, like just what extra value do you get? For me, this is high value, surrounded by people who are doing a similar thing, like-minded people. They're doing like community events, etc. So like that's all built in. Um, no one actually knows where we're talking about, but we're talking about Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Playa yeah. del Carmen. Yeah. 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 Before we jumped on, we were, we're talking. I, so I've been in Playa del Carmen now for, I don't know, maybe six weeks. It doesn't feel like that long. We actually haven't done a live show uh, in that time. Just we've been so busy trying to... to uh, buckle things up. Reese is actually coming down. Shit, I don't know, two, three weeks from now. Do I have that right? So we'll yeah, be. It's, it's yeah, it's pretty. Close, it's coming yeah. up quick. So we'll be in the same spot. We'll be recording. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's going to improve our anything that we're doing, <laughs> but at least you'll, you'll you'll both of our dumbasses will be in the same room. So that'll be cool, uh, and uh, we'll be able to really ramp things up. And the plan is to kind of, you know, get things. Uh, more on track and it, it's tough like we've we've done a lot i think remotely and everything else but i i think at a certain stage it's always good and to back to your point about co-living so you're coming down here you'll be staying at a co-living spot and it, it's tough when you're i have the same experience back home it's tough if you're not around like-minded people even if even if what everybody's doing is great it's hard to get like better ideas and and just kind of feel like you're making any progress because you don't really have any, you know, you're not, you're not in a pool of people that you're bouncing ideas off of. And it's just the energy is different. Um, and that, and that's okay. But like you were mentioning, if you're looking at doing what we're doing and getting to, to remote work or just, you know, being a nomad, whatever level you want to do that at, it is nice to be around like-minded people. And to your point about co-living, um, I find that like the apartment that we're in now, and I'm in the lobby of that building, I'm never, like I only come home to like shower, watch TV at night and sleep. Like I'm always out working and networking during the day. So that's a really good point, especially if, you know, whether you're budget minded or not to keep that in mind that a lot of these places that you go to, especially for a short amount of time, you're going to spend a majority of your time out, whether you're at the gym or, you know, maybe at a pub or just co-working. So as long as you're comfortable where you're sleeping, that's great. But it's not that important. I think the atmosphere and the people you surround yourself with are a lot more important than the actual, like having your own place. Cause I, I'm never here. You know what I mean? So, I, and that's, that's obviously how you came to choose this place, right? The, the one you booked. Yeah, for sure. And, and just touching on the, 
like when you go back or you go to a place where you're not surrounded by those people, it also makes you question you're like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Um, <laughs> because you're not surrounded by those people and and yeah. um, we all want to live in different ways and it's absolutely fine um, if people don't want to do the whole travel and work lifestyle. There are negatives. But I've definitely felt a few times here and I'm like, because you get the pang, the desire that like, don't get me wrong, I came back here, I was like, I want to settle down for a bit, have a base. Um, but still I had the pangs of like, oh, every time you see a new place on the TV or whatever it is, or you hear from hear about it from a friend, you're like, oh, that desire is real. And sometimes when you're surrounded by people that aren't necessarily thinking in that way, you're like, you're questioning yourself. You're like, like, why am I, why do I want that? Do you know what I mean? And it's actually yeah. okay for us to want that. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah so yeah. looking forward to getting out there and being surrounded, get the momentum as well. And I think it's especially important when, if you're trying to do something like a podcast, like we're trying to do that momentum is really important. And so I'm sure it's going to help that. I mean, a hundred percent us being in the same place. Um, I mean, yeah. still we've, it will, it will have been a year since we first interacted and we won't have met. So it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's true. It was uh, I think February is when we started kind of piecing together whatever we thought this was going to be, and then you know for every <laughs> for every ten ideas we may have chose to run with one, and you know we tossed a bunch out along the way. But that's just the iteration process. Just you know had a few good points about where I'm at in Mexico now. For anybody who's interested about Playa del Carmen, um, and we'll tag the video as such, so it'll be easy for people to to learn a little bit more about it. Um, but it is it's warm, of course. It's I don't know if it ever gets cold here. It's reasonably priced. Uh, I'll just be candid about, you know, I'm in this right down where off all the action is, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, it's about 1300 USD a month, uh, brand new building, um, and there are cafes everywhere. There are several co-working spots around here that obviously have a monthly fee, but most of the cafes and uh, places you'll find other nomads and other people working remotely are just regular spots. And you could sit there all day. It's not, you don't get uncomfortable. You know, some places you go, they kind of frown on that. You know, you walk in, you get like one cup of coffee, you don't leave all day, which is understandable. Some people don't want, you know, people hanging out at their tables all day. Um, but it is, you know, for the price of coffee or co-working, it's an excellent spot. And I was here two years ago and I've, I found it's built up a little bit, very safe place. Um, you know, you'll see, you know, I don't, I don't know. I was afraid of what I'm going to say. I was going to say. I was, going to say, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm just sat here like, yeah, I was going to say something. Yeah. Well, I, was, you know, I don't know that there's anything wrong with this, but I was going to say, you, you do see like, you'll see like women walking around at night by themselves, you know, like in certain parts of the city, like everywhere around us in every direction. So I know that, you know, somebody will have something to say about like, like well, women can, whatever. I'm like, yes, I know women can take care of themselves. What I'm saying is it's that safe of a place that, that there are people out walking around by themselves at all hours and everything else. And, and you never hear of any violence yeah. or any, you know, thing like that. There, there are people just like anywhere else in the world that <laughs> get robbed and everything else. But then you see, like you get the details and you find out it was like three in the morning. They were just leaving like a Coke bar or something. And I'm like, well, well no kidding. <laughs> you know, they were, all, they were looking for trouble. You know what I mean? But, but it's like, I'm enjoying it more the second time around. First time around, I uh, wasn't making any money and I wasn't sure if, my copywriting career was going to take off. So it was like a balance of, I want to have fun, but I'm also that savings account just keeps going down with nothing going in it. But I, uh, I do love the place and you've been, um, so you've been back, you've been back in the UK now since 
Well, the last time we talked, you were there, but how, long, how many months have you been there now? Since end of July. So was that August, September, October, November 4? So it will have been five months, which when I say that, it's crazy. Um, I know when I left a year ago, I did not expect that I would be back in the UK um, for even a month um, in that time period. But it's been really good. And I am... So I think initially my plan was like, I'm going to do two months away and then come back. Um, but Wanderlust, I think Wanderlust has kind of seeped back in. And now I'm basically thinking I was always leaving this place. So I didn't actually have a physical place to come back to apart from my parents on the road. Um, so I was always thinking, cool, I'll have to get another flat and I come back. Now I'm kind of like, okay, cool. I'm going across the world. I'm going to, it's a one way flight. I'm not going to have the flat. Maybe just see a few other places. So now I did. I did mention to you, yeah, Mexico for a couple of months because I know you're leaving at the end of February anyway, and then March, mid March to April. Now looking at West Coast of the US. Never been to the US. Always wanted to go. Um, bit gutted that I only have three months there on the visa, but yeah. I'm sure I'll go back at some point anyway. So I'll hit up the West Coast. And now honestly, I'm like. Oh fuck! If I'm over there, maybe I just like keep going around. Like that could be quite fun. So yeah. maybe I'll go out to Canada for a bit because I've got a few friends up there. And then I'm like, oh fuck it! Do I just go to Japan and then like work my way across Asia and all the way back to Europe? Don't know. Yeah. Tell yeah, me you know if the you're best... watching and you've done something similar. Just put something in the comments. Yeah. The best part about hearing that is just the um, just the attitude of I'll see. You know, like yeah. you get you, you one way ticket and like that, that's the best freedom in the world. Uh, you know, I mean, we always plan out a little bit like, no, it's very rare. Like even when you were coming here, you knew I was here and I said, I'll check a place that, you know, like we had there's planning involved. But the ability yeah. and just the freedom to say, like, I don't know, I'm already I'm already in California. Um, you know, Hawaii is a six hour flight from here. And then Japan's another whatever flight from there. Australia's over there. Um, all Southeast Asia where I was last year is over there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 awesome to have those kinds of options. It just just be mindful of the time change because that shit sucks. You know the yeah, that, that's Mexico will be my first experience of that. So I'm curious to see what that that will feel like. I've so I've never left Europe, which is why I think when I booked the flight to Mexico, Mexico, I was like, I mean, I'm not even there yet. I think just booking it kind of like broke the seal a little bit and i was like cool like you're going out of europe like it's absolutely fine and now i'm just like now i've done that i'm like oh fuck it like just carry on going did you do you guys get uh do you get 180 days here as well i didn't look i don't know if that was just for mm. canadians or, or u.s citizens or if it's for everybody it's so vague everyone i know that's come through mexico from the uk has said what it says on the like British government website is that they kind of let you know, but it's up to 180 days. Okay. So you'll, you'll be fine then. Either. Yeah. Well, you should be okay. So they just changed some things. The last time we were here, you'd have to, um, this is probably if anybody's wondering about the visa situation, they've changed. It's, it's improved greatly. Last time we were here, you have to go see a person and then they, they just write on the card, like how many, like you could ask for 180 days. And if they write 10, you have really? to go like, yeah, they changed that now. Um, now when you come in, they take a photo, they scan your passport, it's all automated, and you get a little ticket 
and you're in the system and you, you get six months from that day. So you no longer, it's no longer okay. up to some, some grumpy customs agent, you know, that's deciding how much time you're going to get. So you should be, should be good to go. No, that's awesome, man. Cool. Yeah. How long are the flights? Yeah. Uh, you, is it like it's a uh, 11 hours, 11 hours direct, which seems fine. Um, uh, I haven't worked out my tactic cause I get on there at nine in the morning and then I'll get there like three in the afternoon, I think. So oh. I think I just have to stay awake the whole time. Uh, maybe, maybe it's sometimes I it should be, sometimes fine. I do that. Or sometimes I just, uh, <laughs> keep, keep the Tito's, keep the vodka coming, you know, then you wake up, <laughs> then you, then you wake up and you're on the plane long enough to get a buzz, fall asleep, wake up. And get the hangover <laughs> before you even get off the plate, which kind of no, sucks. You probably don't want to. You don't want to show up like that. But that. Uh, yeah, no. I want to honestly like this. Uh, probably just the lameness now getting um, stuck into this stuff. But I'm like actually thinking like, oh fuck, that's eleven hours distraction free. Like yeah. planning or like cool. If we've got like fucking, if we need to publish like articles, I can just sit there and go. Um, so I'm hoping I can use it productively. Yeah. There's another tip, another travel tip. Um, you can't get certain channels here. You just have, you have to have a VPN. So like on our, our TV and our, uh, our flat, our apartment up here, um, we can't watch HBO or Showtime and Billions is on Showtime. So I have to log in. It's, it's a workaround. I log in on my phone or the computer with the VPN and then stream it to the TV. So it's not, you know, there's a way around it, but just keep that in mind. Like, for some reason... I don't know, HBO and Showtime, they're like, ah, no, Mexico doesn't need to watch our shit. <laughs> I, don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know what their problem is, but I'm sure I'm sure there's some tax or something related, some government-related bullshit that we don't know about. But, you know. Oh, the tax on Airbnb. Crikey. Yes. It's like an extra 200 pounds. I was like, saw the listing, it was like 600 pounds. I was like, cool, that's good. Got to the final bit and they added like 200 pounds on for taxes. Yeah, Mental. yeah, that's... That's unique to here. That's not, they don't do that in the States. They don't do that anywhere else we've looked because we're, we were going to Nicaragua after this. And, the, and it's like Weird. the tax will be like 40, $40 a month or 40 USD a month. And Mexico, something must have gone wrong. Something's going on <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, something uh, going on. They, they're like trying to double the rent, you know, with the Airbnb tax or I don't know who knows what's going on with the government down here. But, no, it's, it's a it's a great place. It's awesome. We'll have a good time. Uh, as far as like work wise and, and clients, uh, I tried to think the last time we had just even a quick update episode with what we were both working on at the time. Uh, has your how's the arc of all your client work been going since a couple months back? Oof, yeah, so uh, good. Um, one client I just write for. Um, pretty straightforward, nothing complicated. I just get the writing tasks in, usually on a daily basis, do the writing, their e-commerce emails, they're fairly short, and that's just business as usual. The other client um, I'm doing more consulting with, I used to write for them, and then I've just, we've kind of removed that so they can put other people that want to really become amazing copywriters. I don't want to become an amazing copywriter. I wanted to learn the skill. I like doing it and it's a service I can provide, but I don't want to go deep on it. So we were like, cool, let's people who love it to death. I want to do more of, they do that. I'll do more of the consulting at a higher level. That's going really well. Actually. Um, just did a review with the guy, uh, amazing to work with so much fun over the last year. 
Um, and yeah, things couldn't be better there. So looking forward to getting into next year with him. And then my old agency, that's also going really well. Um, they've basically renewed their focus in email marketing a bit more and retention marketing. And so I'm heading up a lot of that for them and managing uh, some new clients in that space and really cool clients as well um, across several different industries. Um, and that's really, really exciting. So like 2024 is set up, at least Q1 is set up to be pretty fun and quite a lot of experience um, to be gained as well. So I'm quite excited. Yeah, no, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it as well. And I've noticed a shift where um, yeah, I, have, I, have, I have to bring AI up because it's important again. But, I, you know, we had that <laughs> shift say, last year. It would be the one episode where we don't mention <laughs> no, AI. No, no, we but this is, this is good news. Ten minutes in. Yeah. No, the, yeah, uh, yeah. This is good news for um, this is good news for anybody though who's looking to get into uh, copywriting space, marketing space in general, uh, whatever form of copywriting that could be. Um, you know, ads all the way to long form. So, uh, OpenAI was released what a year and a couple of months ago. We were all kind of like, great, you know, like, how is this going to affect the market and our uh, our careers? And lately. I've been prospecting a lot more and checking out job boards and everything else. And um, the good news is the chat GPT has become a very, very useful tool. Like it's, it's awesome to get you about 70, 80% of where you need to go. Then after that, it needs to be edited down, of course, by somebody with experience or like you were saying, kind of being a consultant or a strategist versus writing things from scratch. And I've noticed there's been the pendulum kind of pendulum swung back. Now there's a lot more uh, copywriting jobs, stra growth strategy, which is what I renamed myself to on Upwork, a growth strategist, whatever. I made it up. I don't know what that is, but what I've noticed, like last year when everything came out and the 3.53 came out and we were all kind of like not really sure about where our jobs are going to be, how long the arc was going to be. Is it going to take six months for this to take over everything? Is it going to take six years? Nobody really knew. And there was a lot of uncertainty there probably for the last six months. And recently I've been doing a lot of prospecting and I've noticed that there are actually higher paying jobs. Like if you can do, like you mentioned, the high level strategy and consulting and use chat as a tool to get you most of the way there and edit, which is a lot of the work that I'm doing now. I'm taking just raw content, running it through chat, uh, GPT-4, yeah. and then editing. And those are very high paying jobs. I, I think I've got my hourly rate listed now at 125 USD per hour. And it, it hasn't slowed me down. I've actually got quite a bit more hits because when, when I first started on, I'll use Upwork as an example. When I first started there, I was set at 35 USD an hour. So now I'm up to 125. And yeah, nice. there's, there's not a lot of, I mean, I have a better rated profile now, but there's not a lot of work history involved. But but it's, again, it, it depends upon the type of writing. If you really like to copyright, if you really like like that type of stuff, um, there, there's a place for you. But it's all we always recommend just learning a little bit about the strategy and how to consult on it because those are the the big roles that I'm seeing now. Is like, hey, look, we need an email copywriter, but we also need somebody who knows how to use the systems and can edit this down and project manage. So. Um, so the good news is, is that there are more jobs now than there were a few months ago. And the jobs I'm seeing are much higher uh, pay. So we're headed in the right direction on that until the new model gets released, whatever that's going to be. You should have that um, head for strategy um, or at least just be extremely good at what you do and be able to use those tools 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, uh, you know, not to cover 
things, but I'll, I'll resurface some stuff from previous shows. We've just be a, be a good communicator, know how to use the tools, show up when you're supposed to show up and deliver what you're supposed to deliver. It's really not that hard. It's, there's a lot of people out there trying to do the same thing, but it's not that hard to stand out. So anyway, that's my, my update on the job market is, is it's great. There's a lot of new opportunity <laughs> out there. And anybody who's thinking about getting into the industry who may have reservations because of all the things they've heard about either AI or just they're just being an influx of copywriters, and marketers, just know that a lot of people are probably thinking the same way you are and they're not getting into it. So there is there's room and there are a lot of opportunities. But but uh, along along the lines of like my stuff, I'm dwindling. I'm trying to I'm raising my rates and, and we'll get into I know you've got some some new I forget what you called. I forget what you called the matrix, but we're going to get into it one of these days. That new one you've got developed. Um, I know we do the profitability, oh, yeah. table, but then you've got the other one. Yeah, I forget. Can you describe that a little the bit? Leverage. Well, I call yes. it leverageability, but it needs a different name. Um, I haven't actually. I, know, I haven't made them. It was just an idea at the time. Um, but thanks for reminding me because I'll probably do that on my downtime next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we. So we mentioned profitability tables a couple of months ago, which is fairly standard. As in, like, get your clients there in a table and all the types of work that you do, however you want to split it up, roughly how many hours you're spending on it a month and then you're paying. It just tells you how profitable each client is. But there's another case, there's a case for also measuring, pardon me, how much leverage the work gets you, not just how much money the work gets you. So when I started one of my clients, like it was a low copywriting rate even though the brands I was writing for were generating a lot of money, um, it was a low rate because I had no experience. So I needed that experience. So the leverage potential of cutting my fee down, but actually getting the experience of writing for these big brands, I can leverage that, that in the future. So like it's more valuable than just the cash I get at the end of the month because, and this is what happened in like four or five months, which isn't a long time. I was then able to say I generated or the emails I've written have generated over a million dollars. Like the, the value in being able to say that to any potential prospect, so, so high, even though I wasn't charging that much for each email. So that's another matrix table you could do um, for the work you're doing now, because you might be looking at some work and be like, oh, it's kind of cheaper work. But if the value, if there's value beyond just cash, Maybe it's worth sticking it out or taking that opportunity if you're being presented with an opportunity and you're like, oh, well, it's a little bit less money. But actually, cool. Are you working for a really good brand that will give you leverage in the future? Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it just reminded me, I have to go update my work history on a couple of things along those lines of some of the brands and everything else. And it's a little bit off topic, but just a reminder as you go, if you're, even if you're not building a website in the beginning, and we, and we have, different thoughts on whether somebody needs a website. I think it's always helpful to have at least some type of landing page just to show legitimacy, even though, you know, most people check you out through LinkedIn, but start keeping track of all these little things. I know it's, it, it, people always say this after the fact, like write things down as you go or keep rough notes. But now it's like looking back over work history and like revenue generated and all those other things. I don't, I don't know any of that shit. I'm going to have to, I'm going to spend an entire day trying to dig back through email threads and everything else. So do yourselves a favor and try to keep track of all that stuff up front. And then you can stack your work history. So on my work history on my website, for example, it's just a notion page. 
And I, I go in there and I tweak it and I've got everybody that I've worked for, even if I've only done a couple of projects and I'll list, you know, you don't have to go in, in depth on your timeline. You can say I worked at, you know, VaynerMedia, email, marketing, whatever. And then you could put like a little anecdote, a little note, like generated this much or whatever, um, just to show a timeline. And if the contract's ongoing, you just do it from whatever the start date was to present. So not to get off on resume building or anything else, but it's really it's really good to keep track of these things at the beginning and not have to scramble to find it, dig all that shit out later, you know? Yeah. I love tracking. It's just, I like, I love doing it for everything anyway. Um, but it is nice to look back on stuff and compare months. Like I could compare months in terms of like the amount I've worked and like over time, it's quite nice to see like, Oh wow. Like I was caning it there and then like, cool. I had a really good month and I didn't actually like work an insane amount. Um, I don't want to like burn out or anything. So it's quite nice to see that. Yeah. It also up on you, allows you know? to identify, identify when you're like analyzing the work that you do, like there's many fucking tables you can do. There's profitability, there's leverage, but there's also like enjoyment. It's like, cool. Yeah. What clients or type of work do you enjoy doing most of like, cool. Oh, it's this one here. Oh, well, I'm only doing that like five hours a month. Maybe that's why you enjoy it. Or maybe you'd like to do more of it. Um, so I think for me, at least tracking helps me do that. Yeah, it actually, you know, you could do it across the board health wise, too, because I, I, I should specifically remember when I wasn't sleeping well, the months and I remember who I was working for, the months I wasn't sleeping well, when I was putting on weight, you know, like because you're, you have to look at your life as a whole. It's not just works over here, life's over here, you know? So the, the months I was going to the gym more often, and there's easy ways to track all that stuff now. Uh, you could literally, and, and maybe I need to do this, but like put in like a little work diary and another box of how I felt that day, how I slept, you know, like obviously the whoop tracks all that, you know, but still it's, it's good to look back on all that. See like, when was I the happiest? When was I in the best shape? When did I feel good about what I was doing? Because it will it will just start happening. And it, it's like, what's that? The frog and boiling water thing, like shit will start to suck and work starts to pile up and things start getting stressful, but it usually doesn't happen overnight. Usually it takes a few weeks. And all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, what am I doing? I'm not even enjoying myself. I'm in a new place, for example, not getting out and seeing the things I want to see. Maybe I put on some weight, you know, <laughs> I need, I need to do all these things. So Thank yeah, I, I think it's worry. important. Uh, promotional piece about Playa del Carmen. There are a lot of really good gyms around here. I um, and the one for where your place is at, it's just a straight, straight on the beach. The one that I go to, what's it called? And then the, uh, it's called the gym. And then ah, okay, there's another one around the corner. They're about the same price, but the one I go to is pretty quiet, and there's nobody in there in the morning. And then the CrossFit gym is about four blocks from there. Uh, but I, my knee's giving me a little bit of trouble. I still, I still want to do it. So maybe when you get here, we'll go like do a little on-ramp stuff, but I've just been just like trying to get back into the throwing some weights around and, and whatever. So, but yeah, there's plenty of options for that here too, but yeah, life will sneak up on you, man. Fucking <laughs> see, you know, you're like, like, what am I even doing this for? Like uh, I came, I came somewhere <laughs> to work remotely and I'm, I'm working 12 hours a day, uh, you know, so it's good to keep track of all these things, you know, and realize who's, uh, it, it's scary. Uh, like, so I'll, we'll wrap this up here in a minute, but I've got a job right now that, uh, 
I keep every time we do one of these, I'm like, hope they don't watch this. But I've got something right now that pays uh, steadily each month versus like a freelance client. And I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get out of it. And um, <laughs> and I can't. And it, it had if anybody that was watching this or anybody we know, any of our friends were to call me right now and have the same problem. I know I would tell them you needed to be out of that job weeks ago. What are you doing? Um, life is too short, which is true. Um, and if you leave that position now, that's taking all your mental bandwidth and energy, you would probably have three more clients by the end of the week that pay you three, four times as much. So I would have that good advice for somebody else. But when I'm living it, of course, I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. That's a steady paycheck. Maybe, maybe I'll hang in for one more pay period kind of thing. So it's a struggle that, that we all face. Um, but yeah, it uh, definitely helps. Keep yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Comfort track. is addictive um, and it's hard to keep that in mind. And I think when you are in the client acquisition stage, that hunger and that um, that kind of instability is like you get a bit of adrenaline from it and you're, um, you're more, I think you're more aware of like you're not desperate, but you're a little bit more ruthless. Like you're looking for very good options to like move forward with. Whereas as soon as you get something and you start getting comfortable, you're less, you're like, you're not using free time to like look for something better. That paycheck's coming in. So like free time comes around, you're like, cool, I'm just going to chill out. I'm gonna do, and don't get me wrong, you have to do those things. But like, you're not thinking about like, cool, is this really the best I can still do? Like you want to kind of get clients I don't mean like you want to be getting clients and like ditching them after a certain amount of time. But like if you genuinely don't enjoy it, you need to be aware of it. I'm not saying it sounds like I'm speaking to you. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> to anyone watching, but yeah. like, um, yeah, be ruthless all the time and just consider like, cool, is this how I want to be spending my time? Yeah. And, and there's, there's easy things you could do. You can look at whoever you're working for, whether it's a freelance client or a long-term contract, in any industry on the planet, if you look at the long term, because people don't, we don't usually, we think it's a fantasy. Like, what's my five-year plan? We think about these things, but we don't actually think about these things. Meaning like, well, if I were to stay in a particular role that I'm in now and I'm not happy with the pay or the hours now, do I really think that two years from now they're going to double my salary? That's not going to happen. If anything, it's going to go up just incrementally small, depending upon the, in, the organization, and it's not going to be less work. Like there's going to be more work attached to the role, um, even if there's a promotion involved. So if you think of it like that, like why am I sticking? Like why, why am I sticking around now? It's not going to get any better. Uh, and it also depends on your end goals too. Like uh, I don't want to work in a corporate setting, for example. You know, nothing against agency work. Some of them are great. But yeah, all those things. Like all the things. Again, I'm hearing myself say it now. And I'm like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I'm going to start typing my letter of resignation as soon as we get off this call. But, but yeah, you have to look at the long term. This podcast, that just <laughs> yeah. needed to do this podcast episode. Yeah. And now I like, yeah, oh, that's it. Done. Yeah. I've got a, a stack of shit I got to finish today, too. But, but again, you know, it's easy for me to say now I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable to the extent that I can, um, I can get freelance clients that are a little bit higher paying than when in the beginning. Not everybody's going to be able to do that. So, you know, I say these things now after working very, very hard for a couple of years um, through the weekends and everything. Um, and not everybody has to do that. It's just what I did. And 
So I'm at the point now where I'm like, uh, this job's not working for me. I choose not to do this. And it's a great, it's a good feeling to be able to make that choice. But in the beginning, like you were saying with the, some of the low paying stuff, it's what you got to do. And you don't have to do it for long. If you're good at it, you show up, you communicate, you're willing to learn. Those things don't drag out forever. Even if you took a job that you didn't really care for for six months, six months goes by really fucking fast, you know? So yeah. it doesn't take long to get out of it. I, I've literally just come off like, um, I'm, I'm kind I'm not on my Christmas break now, but like most of the work is done. So like, yeah, yeah. you know, when you like your body's just like, Oh, that's it. And you're suddenly just going to get this like, whoosh. I think I'm stuck yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was talking about the science of that. It might've been Huberman. Like there's actual, like your brain knows to keep your cortisol levels at a certain, like, right. You know? And then when it that knows you can, that's why when people like go through a lot of stressful shit or just busyness, not necessarily stress. And then when it's gone, your brain's like, okay, now you can get sick and tired. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm honestly, it's annoying as well because I'm like, I think next week will be different. I think like the next couple of days and the weekend and Christmas will obviously that will probably be it. But you kind of like when you're working, you have all these ideas of like the things you want to do in that time, and then you like yeah. get the time, and your body's just like, no, you're not going to do this. And you're like, ah, yeah. oh, like when am I going to get around to this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's odd, man. I remember I had that week off and I got sick and had food poisoning, which was probably the food, yeah. but still it happened. And I, then, you know, I was like, oh, well, I'm not fucking doing anything. All these big plans I had <laughs> not happening. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's uh, uh, yeah. No, fuck uh, we have to um, have to get some stuff planned while I'm there to go off and see some stuff because, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know the next time I'd be in Mexico. Um, yeah, there's a lot here. I did when I was like 17, a long time ago. Um, I, I've heard great things about it. Um, I don't know. I, I know it's far from here. It's a big country. I think it's pretty far. You have to fly. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think it'd be interesting there's, to drive. But. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to do in the immediate vicinity, and then there's a lot to see all over the I almost think I'm going to have to come back someday to a different part, like maybe Merida, maybe Mexico city, maybe up in uh, Puerto Vallarta, I think is on the West coast. Um, I mean, it's a big place. There's so much to see here, but the, the yeah. long tourist visa does help a lot. You don't feel like pressure to get out of here so fast, you know, six yeah. months makes a big difference. Um, but yeah, I know we got to start, start thinking about stuff like that. There's some stuff that I've already seen that I wouldn't mind seeing again. And then there's some stuff that I just, you know, like some of the ruins and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't really want to go back to that only because you see it once and it's like, it's pretty cool. You know? Sure. But, yeah. Yeah. But figure that shit out. 